Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. Hello, everybody. It's time for your reading. And it's long this time. Last week was only like one sentence. This time is eight sentences. So we're going to read. And we're going to read uh, Matthew 6, 21, Proverbs 3, verse 5, then 4, 23, then 23, 26, then Psalms 51, 10, and 73, 26, then Philippians, did I say that right? Philippians 4, 7, and Job 1, 20. All right, ready? Here we go. Whenever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. O my son, give me your heart. May your eyes take the light in following my ways. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a royal spirit within me. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Thank you, Dan. Thank you, thank you. Man... It's not quite being like in the building together, but I just love seeing you guys. You are our family. You are our church. And listen, you know, we talked about it with this homegrown faith message. I am not, and Drew is not, and Nathan is not. We are not people who need to be manipulating fruit or, or you know, coming up with great talks that will motivate you to do fruit. Our job... Our job is to point you to Jesus. Our job is to to encourage you to have an intimate relationship with God. For it is out of that relationship that fruit, you know, will come. And this parking lot service is so difficult for me with my ADD, right? Like I'm just walking all over the place and I want to be near you guys and see you. And and we'll get back to that someday. But I'm just so thankful that you guys come out because it super encourages us to see guys and we pray that it's encouraging for you to see to see others and um i i uh we're just really excited so we're talking about homegrown faith we've been talking about this idea that church is not a grocery store you don't spiritually live your life during the week and say well i guess and look into my spiritual refrigerator and be like well i'm out of milk and i'm out of eggs and i don't have much produce so time to go to church and restock on my spirituality Er, wrong. That is not church. That is not your walk with God. That is not how Christianity is supposed to be lived. 
church is like a farmer's market. We've talked about this. I'm hoping you're understanding this. I'm hoping you're getting this analogy. Church is a farmer's market, and this is the Pentecost Sunday. When you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, the Bible says you are saved. And salvation means you become a son and daughter of the Most High King, and it means that you are indwelled by the Holy Spirit, meaning you are filled with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he gives you gifts right? There are gifts that you are born with. I was born with the gift to talk. I have the gift of gab. You all know this, right? You know this. I was not, <laughs> I was not born. I like how you guys say amen to that. I was not born with the gift of teaching. I wasn't. Here I am as a 38-year-old teaching a group of people in a parking lot. That's a spiritual gift. When I gave my life to Jesus and I was reborn, when the Holy Spirit filled me, he gave me now the gift to teach his word. (laughs) If you ever had me try to teach any other academic subject, good luck. Right? School and I did not do so well. But when it comes to God's word, that's a spiritual gift. And each one of you has a spiritual gift. And church is to be like a farmer's market. And if you've ever been to a farmer's market, I come with maple syrup. And you might come with onions, and you might come with garlic, and you might have the ability to make, you know, homemade, you know, jams and jellies or salsas, Bill. I see you over there, right? Or you might have, you know, the ability to make, you know, quilts or something. You know, you might have the ability to make a cake, Grammy Mary. You might have these abilities. You come bringing your gift, and guess what? You go home blessed with somebody else's gift. You don't turn around from a farmer's market and only go back with what you brought. You go back sharing in other people's gifts, and that is the church to a T. Some of you have the gift of serving. Some of you have the gift of teaching. Some of you have the gift of helping and caring for others. Some of you guys have the gift of hospitality. Some of you guys have the gift of the ability to speak truth into people's life with love. Some of you have the gift of listening. We need every single one of these gifts in the church. And Drew and Nathan and my job is not to be the farmer's market and to produce all of the produce at the farmer's market. It is our job to help manage the farmer's market, make sure that it is open and that it's closed and that the doors are open and the lights are on and the place is swept up at the end and that we encourage you and that we say, you can do this, you got it, you can go home and you can water your produce and you can weed your produce and it's tough work, we know it and there might be a drought and there might be this thing called corona and it makes it really difficult to be in a spiritual community but you got this, God's word is true and God's word is good for you, amen, amen, yes, I saw that. Uh, You you got something going, E-Man. I like it. So, right, you at home, the Word of God is in you. So one of the things that Corona, I don't know if you noticed this, but what Corona has really done is it has really, uh, it's revealed a lot of things in people. If you don't know where someone stood politically or you don't know where someone is emotionally, you know now, especially if you're on Facebook, Right? There is no holding back, it seems like, right now. And everyone's just coming out with different things or whatever. And, and, and it's interesting how, how different all of it is. And I don't know about you, but I've never had something mess with me more than this. One minute, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is ridiculous. It's all just made up. We should just all give up and just go back to normal. And then the next minute, I hear about someone who's got corona that I really know, and they're on a ventilator. I'm like, oh, my word. 
run back into the house. We should not be out. We should not see my grandmother. I could really hurt her. Oh, my word, I don't know what to do. And I've never had anything swing me more than this. And you've heard me say this. Guys, on a small level, on a micro level, you can't look to me to know what to believe. I don't know. I, I, I am, I am, every day I'm thinking, whoa, you know, it, it, my, my emotions swing on this thing and my belief in this thing swings all over the place every week. So on a small, on a micro level, I don't know. But on a macro level, I look at God's word, I look at creation, and I say, I have a father who is in control. I have a loving Savior who is bigger than any epidemic, is larger than any of my worries or what's going on in my life, and he is yours as well. And that's on a macro level. Now, what I've noticed about corona is that it's done a giant bump in the world. Right? So, the weather, like Nathan was saying, is New England. And so, I don't know about you, but three nights ago, I did not like it. Did you? You couldn't sleep upstairs in your house. You had to sleep downstairs or in the basement. And then last night, right, you had the, weather, you had the fan in the window blowing because the day was warm. Then by, what, 10 o'clock last night, it was cold. You had to shut the windows and bring out the winter blankets again. So my daughter, Hattie, I met her in the hallway last night when I was coming out of the bathroom and she was going to bed. And she was really kind because her and her sister were cold. She was bringing two hot cups of tea to the room at about 10 o'clock last night. Well, I see her coming down the hallway with two hot cups of tea, and I go, oh, I should go open her bedroom door for her. I walk over, and I open her bedroom door, and because it was windy, what happened when she walked through the bedroom door? The bedroom door closed. It hit her with two full cups of tea, and the tea went all over her bare feet. Sure, it felt really good, huh, Hattie? Right? It didn't feel good? No. It didn't. But she was bumped, and what was in the teacup came out. Now, when she was bumped... Did Coca-Cola spill on her shoes? No. Why? Because it was tea. When she was bumped, did bananas come out and shoot or go on? No. Why? Because in the cup was tea. And that is what Corona is revealing to you and me. What is in here? When you are bumped and when I are bumped, what comes out is what's in here. And we do a great job making ourselves look great on Sunday mornings. We do a great job in public making sure that we look good and that our attitude is great and that we look awesome. But what happens when someone cuts you off when you're driving to work? What the fuck? What happens when that cashier is talking to the person like me in front of you and you're in a hurry and Marcus is in front of you at Price Chopper and is a blah, 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 just blabbing to the cashier. Right? I remember one time we were in line at Walmart and one of my children were like three or four. And they said what I was thinking and they said what I have said when I was in the car. We were sitting there and this person in front of us was just taking forever, taking one item out of their cart at a time and putting it on the conveyor belt. And one of my children go, come on people, let's get moving. That's exactly what I wanted to say, right? What is in you when you get bumped reveals to you where your treasure is. 
This thing says, where your heart is, there your treasure is also. Where your treasure is, there your heart is. And when you're bumped, what comes out of you is ultimately what's inside. You can do all you want to look like somebody. Like You can make yourself look like, uh, I don't know, maybe you want to make yourself look like a smart person. Maybe you want to make yourself look like an adventurous person. Maybe you want to make yourself look like a successful business person. Maybe you want to make yourself look patient and kind and gentle. But when you're bumped... What comes out is what's inside. Priscilla is my good friend over here. She's in this orange SUV. And I remember the first time Priscilla came to our church. Hi, I'm talking about you right now, Priscilla. It's great to see you. She always says, God bless you, every time she sees me. And I like that, Priscilla. Priscilla came to our church and uh, maybe four, five, three, four years ago. And she's just you know, cute, quaint little lady. And she comes in. And if you haven't noticed, our church has a lot of children at it. And sometimes our children get a little rowdy, and it makes me a little frustrated. And Priscilla was sitting at one of the tables, and over the, 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 over, over the uh, divider came a dodgeball, and it hit Priscilla right in the head. Now, here is a stately lady with light-colored hair who has just come to our church and now has promptly got hit in the head with a dodgeball. Well, as you can imagine, I was not very happy. And I walked behind that thing and I said, you put that ball down. I told you not to be with these balls. You put it away. Because what happened? I was bumped now. I was embarrassed that a new lady at our church just got hit in the head with a dodgeball. And I'm back there and the kids are like, oh, my pastor is an angry man. Right? What do they know about God now? Their pastor is yelling at them and they're like, ah, right? So I come around to Priscilla, who's new, and I don't really know her. I'm like, oh, ma'am, I am so, so sorry you got hit in the head with a dodgeball. And Priscilla looks at me with those big, her eyes like she does. She goes, oh, it's so nice to see children in church. That is an incredible answer, Priscilla. And it revealed to me, amen, it revealed to me what's inside of Priscilla. She got bumped in the head legitimately with a dodgeball. If that was me, I would have been like, oh my word, I would have got, could have gone through the church service, kept it together, got back in my car and been like, we aren't going to that again. They just let their kids run ruly, whatever they want, and they hit people in the head with dodgeballs. Not Priscilla sweetness came out. And why did sweetness came out? Because she's connected to God. She's connected to her Savior. She understands the big picture. And instead of being angry at the children, she saw the beauty that children are in church. Amen, Priscilla. Thank you for being a good example to me. Thank you very much. Amen. Look at that. You're getting a lot of amens out here, Priscilla, and it is beautiful. And here's the thing. What has Corona shown about you? Are you anxious? Is it brought about anxiety? I know I've felt that way. Anxiety might mean that you actually are doubting who God is, doubting that he's in control, that he's not bigger than this. There's no way. And you become anxious and fearful. Right? I swing from anxiety to anger. Those are my swings. I go, oh my word, I'm like, the other day I, was, I wanted to see my Grammy and I haven't seen my, real, my Grammy up in Maine. And I wasn't thinking, I wasn't even thinking that I, it was in Corona. And what I do, I went and stopped and got her two ham Italian sandwiches and a Diet Coke. Why? Because that's what she loves. And all of a sudden I was on my way to her house and I'm like, oh no. And so 
I literally call my grandma and I go, come out to your backyard, Grammy. I dumped hand sanitizer all over the outside of the sandwich wrapping, all over her Diet Coke, and then I left it on the on the porch and, like, backed up. And I was like, Grammy, if you're drinking your sandwich, smell weird. It's because I just doused it in hand sanitizer, and I'm going to stand over here, you know. And she was so cute, you know. She goes, oh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> she goes, I'm not worried about this thing. I go, I know, Grammy, but if I kill you, all my family's going to kill me. So I would be joining you very soonly, you know. So, you know, and, and it, I was afraid. I was afraid. And it's okay to be afraid of some things. It's all right. But we need to trust in the Lord. And then I go from that reaction to the other one of like, this government's not going to tell me what to do. I think wearing a mask is ridiculous. You know what? If they make me wear a mask to go in that store, I ain't going. Because I think wearing a mask is absolutely ridiculous. I, I swing. And what's that? That's anger. And what's that revealing about my heart? That reveals about Marcus's heart that I don't like authority, and I don't like authority telling me what to do. Right? I remember the first time that they were doing the uh, no more cell phones in uh, cars anymore. I got pulled over for being on my cell phone on Mother's Day on the phone with my mother. And this is what classic Marcus, I always come up with excuses to break the rules. It's not okay to break the rules, Marcus. I'm like, oh, sorry, officer, it's Mother's Day, and it was my mom. <laughs> so, you were breaking the rule. And what is Corona revealing about you? You need to take that and look at it and examine it. And is it creating anxiety? Well, then maybe you have a belief issue. Is it creating anger? Well, then maybe you have a control issue and you have a rebellious streak in you that does not want to uh, like follow authority. And today on Pentecost Sunday, we celebrate the Holy Spirit filling us. Okay? Jesus came and gave us the Holy Spirit not so that you would listen to Christian radio, though that's a good thing. Jesus came and gave us the Holy Spirit, not that you would just attend church on Sunday morning. Also a good thing. Jesus didn't come so that you would just dress modestly or dress differently or not use cuss words anymore. All good stuff. Jesus came and empowered you with the Holy Spirit so that you would not be angry at your neighbor when they run a chainsaw at 7 a.m. Jesus came so that you would not treat ruthlessly the person that cut you off or is taking forever in front of you at the cash register or the person that has a different license plate than yours but it's just trying to do what's right. Jesus came to save us from ourselves. And the Holy Spirit does that. It is my prayer for me and my prayer for you today that you would quiet yourself sometime this week and ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, where is it that you're working on me and where by your power can I change? Is it my anxiety? Is it my anger? Is it my jealousy? Where can I change, Lord? And if you need a place to start, look what's coming out of you when you get bumped. Look what's coming out of you when you get bumped. It will reveal to you what's here. It's a harsh reality. It's a harsh reality. The last verse here in the lineup that Dan read was from Job chapter 1, verse 20. 
And if you remember where we were as a church family before Corona hit, we were working our way through the book of Job. Why were we working through our way through the book of Job? Because we need wisdom as a young church. This group of people right here, we've only been gathering for about five years. Okay? Loon Mountain Ministry, 30 years on the mountain. But this group's only about five years. And you know what? Look at Nathan, look at Drew, and look at I. When we have our staff meeting, the average age is around 30, 28 to 30. You know what the average age of a normal New England evangelical church staff meeting is? 60? We're 30 years behind that. Now, that might give us energy. That might give us some cool ideas. That's awesome. But what it doesn't give us is wisdom. Now, thank the Lord we have a board of directors. And to save the age of some, I won't give the average age of our board of directors. But let's say it's north of 30. And we are thankful for our board of directors. But yeah, amen. But our staff is young, and we need wisdom. So now that we've gone, gee, what is this, 11, 12 weeks of corona, whatever it is, it's the, it's the homegrown faith, growing your faith at home, I am going to take today as a segue in this last verse, and we're going to head back towards the book of Job and wisdom. We need wisdom. We as a staff need wisdom. You as a congregation need wisdom. We need wisdom as our homes as we make decisions. We need to pray for wisdom as our leaders, uh, both town and state and federal, as they make decisions. We need wisdom. In the books of Job, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes, the Bible calls that the wisdom literature. We're going to hang out in there, and we're going to bring it back to Job chapter 1. And this is what Job did when he got bumped. Job got bumped in a huge way. He lost his children. He lost his health. He lost his home. He lost his fortune all in one afternoon. That's a pretty rough afternoon. And here's what Job did when he got bumped. It said, Job stood up, tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and he fell on the ground. And what did he do? He worshipped. So when Corona threatens your fortune, not that we have any fortune, but when Corona, when corona threatens our $2 Grammy, you know, when it threatens us, our health, when it threatens our money, when it threatens our plans, our future plans, what does it cause us to do? Does it cause us to be anxious? Does it cause us to be angry? Or can we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, respond in worship and say, God, you are king. You are Lord of all. You are Lord of creation. You were Lord before there were time, and you will still be Lord in the future. And I, here on earth, in the midst of corona, 2020, I am giving you my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me the power to believe in you, the power to put faith in you, and the power to love you, and the power to love my neighbor as myself. And that's what Job did. And that's what we need to do. God, I thank you so much for a parking lot. I thank you so much for this space, the community building for us to be able to do this. I thank you for the faithful that are coming out. I thank you for the folks that are online watching. Lord, I thank you for the, the churches all over the world that are beginning to gather, whether it's online or they're starting to go inside. Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, would you fill these church leaders with wisdom as we make decisions on what to do next, both as far as physical gatherings, what to do next as far as like finances and how to move forward with the church finances. Lord, we need the power of your Holy Spirit to fill us with wisdom. Lord, we confess our sins. Lord, we confess that Corona has caused us to be anxious, filled with anxiety, not putting faith and trust in you, 
but putting faith and trust in maybe our own health or our own future or our own plans or our own finances. And then when they're not there, we, we lose faith and we lose hope. Lord, we confess that, that Corona has made me angry. It's made me angry that it's taken away my plans. And I'm, I want to be in control and I'm going to throw a hissy fit about it. I confess that it's made me angry. These are what have gone on in my life, Lord, when I've been bumped. I need the power of your Holy Spirit to respond in worship. I need the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that when I get rear-ended by corona, when I get completely puffed off my normal track by corona, that I respond in worship and saying, Lord, you are in charge, you are in control, and you have complete, you know, of my life, and I give it to you. I thank you, Lord, so much. That in the midst of this trying to figure out an FM transmitted service and, and, and music and chords, you've brought to us Brian. You've brought to us Nathan. And Lord, you've brought to us good weather that it hasn't rained on us in three weeks doing this. It's only by your power that we gather. It's only by being filled with the Holy Spirit that we declare the truth. Here we are. We thank you, Lord, for all the doors you're opening with Corona, the people that are watching online, the people that are asking about faith. I ask, Lord, that you would give us an answer that we would be able to explain the hope that lies within us, that we don't hope in things of this world, but we hope in the God who made this world. You are our helper. We love you, God. We thank you so much for FM radios, lawn chairs, and blankets. Thank you that it cooled down. I'm a New England Lord kid, and I just needed that to cool down. So thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God, serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world. Please feel free to reach out to us at info at loonmtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.